Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen, and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician. I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. We are back with another episode of Crunchy Christian Mamas, and we have Donna with us today again. And so Donna's been with me before, so I won't go into great detail about her, um, you know, her her history. But she has been using homeopathy for several years. She has led a gateway class before, and. Um, and you know, I, I highly encourage you if you haven't taken a gateway to homeopathy class, um, look on my website, get signed up, and the the my next class is always posted on my website. So I uh, would love to have you in class. Bree and I teach this class together. We've been doing this for two years. It's a great foundation, and Donna's going to kind of speak a little bit about how how that helped her. So what I see is people can get started using remedies and using homeopathy well, um, right and kind of near the beginning of taking the first gateway class. Uh, so it's, it's really, really useful. So welcome, Donna. You're going to tell us today about your daughter's earache. Is that right? Just to preface this, uh, this happened shortly after I completed my first Gateway One class. And we, the, the, a lot of the ladies in the class had decided we wanted to keep in touch with each other and you know to bounce things off of each other when issues arise. Uh, so we created uh, you know, our own little offline group while we use Signal, uh, which was a great app to use um, for us to keep in touch with each other. And um, so, Shortly after going through my Gateway One class, my daughter had her first ever ear infection. So this was not something I thought that I would be treating with homeopathy ever. A lot of times when we hear about earache, it's it can get a little scary, and it was scary for me. I honestly I was very hesitant to treat this just using homeopathy. So the first day it was pretty mild. You know, she had had very mild, I wouldn't even call it an earache, just some 
ear issue every now and then, particularly after swimming. And um, so this was one of those times that water had gotten down in her ear and, um, and was just really bothering her. So we were treating it not, not aggressively at all. I'm just kind of, you know, doing the, the peroxide or, you know, using a hair dryer to make sure her ear canal was, uh, had gotten the moisture out. But she woke up one morning and she said her ear was hurting, like more than it ever had been before. So, I, you know, I consulted uh, my Materia Medica and my notes that I had taken. And in the Gateway One class, I believe we do go over um, earache. I think we, if I remember correctly, but it was otitis media. Um, so I gave her you know, the first line remedy for that. Uh, I'm referencing my notes too, because this was uh, several years ago. But I'll say that this also attests to taking good notes as well, because when things kind of progress quickly, you know, over the course of just a couple of hours and you're starting to get, I was starting to get maybe a little anxious further on, to think straight can get kind of hard. So I'm glad I wrote everything down as it was happening. Uh, so that was the morning she woke up with her earache and I was giving her, uh, you know, the first line remedy for I gave it to her every 30 minutes for the first hour and a half, and then I backed off. I was still not sure at the time how frequently I should be giving a remedy, even though it was an acute situation. I've learned a lot <laughs> since then in the past few years, but this was my first time with a, like, a really big acute situation that we had to handle. So I did try a, a couple of another one where she was like, yeah, it's just, it's just still hurting and it's not getting any better. So I switched up. Um, I did do the four dose rule. So I did four doses of that one and she wasn't getting any better. So I tried something different. And one thing that she said did make her feel a little better was Belladonna. So I stuck with that one. However, by the evening, her other ear was hurting now. So I was, I, I just wasn't sure what to do at that point. She went to bed, she did go to sleep, which was good. Uh, she woke up in the middle of the night with them both hurting. And um, I went, so this was another time at which I was just not really sure of myself. And I should have stuck with the one that when I gave it to her, she said she felt a little better but I didn't. I went back to the first one and I was just, I think I was just really over anxious of what I was doing. Um, so the next morning she woke up with it hurting. Um, I, I, I gave her more of, cause she went back to sleep after I gave her the first one and um, she did go back to sleep. She woke up about three or so hours later. It was hurting again. I gave it to her again. Um, and she did go back to sleep again, which I know that's a good sign. So that's why I was kind of sticking with that one and, and praying that it was, <laughs> it was the right one. Um, 
And she was kind of going up and down. She would take it. She would feel better, get some rest, wake up a little bit later. It's hurting again. So in my new to homeopathy mind, I'm like, oh, this is just not working. I keep giving it to her. And she gets a little better, and then it hurts again, not realizing, yeah, it is working, and you just have to keep giving it uh, as the symptoms come back. Um, but in my mind at the time, I'm thinking, this is just not working. It's not working. And I'm talking with my husband, and he go, he's going, let's just go to the doctor. And I said, okay, I'll make an appointment. So we decided to, uh, I made a call to the doctor, decided to go ahead and get her an appointment with the ENT to have it checked out. And um, we got there, he looked in her ears and he says, yes, she's got an infection in both ears. And he started to, well, he put a, little, a piece of cotton in her ear and he started to put something in. I said, whoa, 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 what are you putting in? And he says, well, she needs antibiotics right now. He said, her ear canal is so swollen that if I don't put these in, she's going to be in big trouble. And I went into mom panic mode. And I said, well, well, you know, hold on. Because <laughs> I really wanted to avoid antibiotics. She's never had oral antibiotics in her life. She did have a few antibiotic drops in those ears um, several years prior, but I didn't want to keep going down that road, you know? So he said, well, if I don't do this, it's going to spread to her mastoid and she's going to be in big trouble. And this was a Friday afternoon. So I'm in his office a Friday afternoon at 3.30 and he's getting ready to put antibiotics in her ear canals. And I said, Okay, how about this? Can you write me a prescription? And I want to try homeopathy first. And if it doesn't go well, and we'll do it. And he goes, he well, I'll like, tell you right now, you're going to be at the ER tomorrow. Gosh. Goes, and I'm not going to be here. He was not. A, yeah, we're not. And, and, yeah. and my daughter was old enough to catch his attitude. You know, she saw <clears throat> what he was, how he was, how his demeanor was. And we walked out and she goes, Mom, I don't care how bad it hurts. Do not take me to him ever again. And I said, don't worry, we're not. But anyways, you know, I had the drops just in case. And we went home and I started. This is where my, my Gateway One ladies really helped me out. Um, you know, I started asking questions and I, I got immediate responses. And it just so happened that the, um, the person that led our Gateway One class was on there as well. And she's led Gateway One many, many times. You would know her voice if you heard it. <laughs> but she was on and her daughter was going through the exact same thing. She said, oh my goodness, my daughter is going through it as well. Here's what we're doing. And I gave her a little more details on the pain, um, you know, which side was on more than one side and, and kind of the, you know, the, the situations around her specific 
uh, ear issues. And so she said, okay, well, I tried this for four doses and it didn't work for us, but it might work for her. Try this. So I said, okay. And then she recommended me start alternating some remedies just to really help with the pain because by then it was the biggest issue was the pain. And I know when you have an earache and it kind of feels like somebody's stabbing you in your ear, um, just how uncomfortable and, and just, I don't even know the right word for it is just, it's just dreadful. Um, I had lots of earaches when I was growing up. I had lots of antibiotics <laughs> when I was growing up. And um, so I, di- I didn't want my daughter going down that same path. So we did start alternating several things. Um, I can tell you what we alternated. We alternated Belladonna 200. We did Chamomilla 200. Pulsatilla 30. And then back to the Heaperself 200. Nice. And... And I never would have, I would have been very, very hesitant to have those four alternating, mm-hmm. um, being being new to it. And, and even yeah. now, I don't even know if, but I was talking to someone who knew what, right. <laughs> who, mm-hmm. who, who knew really what she was doing and was giving really good advice. And some of the other ladies chimed in as well that had experience with treating their children's mm-hmm. ear infections and you know, I know for a lot of people, ear infection is just a very, very common childhood mm-hmm. situation to go through. Um, for us, I was, I'm very thankful that we never went through this when she was younger. But here we are, I was going through it and I didn't have any experience, didn't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I was just very anxious over the whole thing. Yeah. Um, my husband went and got the prescription filled. Uh, and but as we started alternating those, her pain level started going down and started going down. And so this was, so let me back up for a second. That morning I asked her to rate her pain and she gave me a nine and a half out of 10. Wow. So now we're, now we're down to, um, so this was about nine o'clock at night that it was kept going down and down and she was like yeah I'm I'm feeling okay she slept through the night I didn't write down that I had to give her anything in the middle of the night the next morning um, we did a couple of remedies as soon as she woke up and I have written down at 1030 in the morning she was down to a five for her pain level. Nice. So we just kept on it through, throughout yeah. the day. Um, I backed off. I, I backed off some of them. I kept up with the Heap Herself and the Belladonna. Those. I know Heap Herself is one of the um, one of the main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really for ear infection. For infection. And the Belladonna mm-hmm. was really was really mm-hmm, was really what was working for her um, for the best. And then. That night, goodness, I think she was down to a pain level of four. Okay. About a four. And then the next morning, she was much better. Wonderful. So it was, 
it was really bad one day and that night. But yeah. then as we kept administering the remedies, it just kept going down and down. So and down. good. And we did a couple of other things as well, yeah. like massaging her, um, you know, her, the sides of her neck where her ear canals are and, and putting warm compress on. That yeah. made her feel better. So she was better for warmth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should have clued me in. <laughs> yeah. Well. So there were a lot of things. There are a lot of things looking back that now I see, oh, that's right. That's, I should have known better for it. When I was uh, warmth, when I was in the middle of it, though, it was, you know, and, it's and hard. It was being my first time real, real big issue yeah. to deal with. Yeah. There were things that I missed, but I'm glad that I wrote everything down. Yeah. And just super thankful, like I said, that I had the ladies um, that had been through ear infections with their children. Yes. To offer suggestions. It was priceless. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly why even me, I mean, as many years experiences as I have, when you yourself or one of your children or your very close family members are in pain or, you know, having a, a condition that's kind of, that's acute and, and kind of urgent, it's hard to think in the moment. We all need our lady friends to come alongside us and help us. You need a group of friends to to help you, to bounce things off of. I have my people too. I have a select few that I'll say, hey, I'm dealing with this thing, you know, just help me. And I don't have, I don't have any fear of judgment. Like you've been doing this more than 20 years. Why don't you know this? I do know it when I'm helping somebody else, but when it's me or my family, it's hard because it's hard to be objective for yourself. And I often tell this um, little story in my, in my first gateway class, when we start talking about this very thing that um, it's like, so when I was a lactation consultant in the hospital, I saw this very often mama's, on the day that they're leaving the hospital, I need to know if your milk is coming in, because if it is, then I'm going to send you home with one plan. If it's not, I'm sending you home with a different plan. And often I would go into the room and ask, do you feel like your milk is coming in? And, and I would get this blank stare and I would say, well, are your breasts feeling heavier or fuller today? And they would feel and they were, I don't know. And they would look at their their husband, and and he would often be able to tell me. And sometimes he was, it was funny for him, you know, that he was talking about this. And But most men were, you know, like, whatever. So it was often we need somebody else to be objective, especially right after you've had a baby. Your hormones are going crazy. You're sleepless. You're worried about your baby getting enough milk. Your nipples are probably sore because that's what happens in the beginning. But when you have all the external factors, it's hard to think in a moment. So we need people. We need pe- our own people to rely on and call on. And I have a very large um, gateway Facebook group that, you know, for people who've gone through my gateway classes and when people post questions in there, they get answers. Um, so it's, it's been, we've really encouraged each other and we, uh, people post their, their testimonies in there about beautiful things that have worked and, you know, all, we we just love on each other in that group. So I'm so glad you have a group like that. And um, so thankful that you didn't end up in the emergency room with the antibiotics and all the things, you know, that you did. You used your discernment. So that was the other thing I really want to point out to people. You have to have discernment. So if you're brand new to this and 
you're not sure what to do or you feel like this is too overwhelming and you can't do it, get some help from some of your friends. And if you, just like Donna had, she had the antibiotic in hand just in case. So she could have done it. Um, and, and I always encourage people, don't beat yourself up if you give the antibiotic or if you give in and give the ibuprofen or the Tylenol. Please don't beat yourself up. This is a process. And I see that often. I see a lot of women um, really beating themselves up that they gave the medicine. Um, you know, and I just want to encourage you right now, if you're listening to this or watching this video, that you not do that to yourself. This is a process. When I first started out, I had, I kept all of my medicines. I didn't have many. I had ibuprofen and Tylenol um, in the cabinet. And I kept them there until they expired. And then once they expired, meaning I had not used them then at least in a year or maybe two, then I knew I was okay. I didn't need them anymore. I was using homeopathy only and I threw them out and I never bought anymore. And that's been, you know, it's been a long time. So I am so glad that you shared this story. I know it's going to encourage people um, in many different ways. So this really, you know, not just how to take care of a, um, an ear infection. I hope that if you... Um, didn't that you'll go back and listen or watch this again and write down what Donna did because that could work for your child. But I'm also going to talk about um, other remedies. I'm just going to kind of go through right now um, remedies for ear infections and or earaches. So chamomilla and pulsatilla generally are the top two remedies for earaches. And the difference between the two is the temperament. So you, Robin Murphy is who I learned from, remember, and he is the one that said, you want to hug a pulsatilla, you want to spank a chamomilla. So the pulsatilla temperament <laughs> is, oh, she's so, she's got the puppy dog eyes and she's just so pitiful and she wants you to hold her and if she sits beside you or you hold her she literally feels better and she's crying and she's weepy and and you know and she just she's just so pitiful and you just your heart you just feel so sorry for her. the chamomilla temperament is angry and mad and maybe screaming and crying but they are mad and you're like I, I don't know if I can deal with you you know so it's hard it's it's just two different temperaments so those are the top two um, earache remedies the basic causes for earaches are weather changes, um, where the cold settles in the nose and metastasizes to the ear. Also, milk is a major cause, um, especially our our junky milk that we most people buy from the store. Um, and allergies. So, allergy people or kids with allergies can have lots of ear infections. So, recurring ear infections. You might think of chamomilla. Pulsatilla or belladonna, um, I'm sorry, let me back up, that's wrong. So when those three remedies, when the chamomilla, pulsatilla, and belladonna works really well for your children, but they the earaches keep coming back, then you're going to consider calcarb, calcarea carbonica, 30C once a day, or silica, a.k.a. silicia, 12C, or 12x, they're not 12c and 12x are not interchangeable, by the way. So I don't mean for it to sound that way. But you'll consider um, a silica, likely a 12x, but you could do a 12c once a day, once or twice a day. So that would be long term to uproot the tendency to get earaches. 
And then a severe earache, like what, what your daughter was going through, may need two or three different remedies, just like what you did. So usually chamomilla, Merck Viv. So here, this is this is um, this is kind of a way that it can go. You might do chamomilla, then Merck Viv, then pulsatilla, back to Merck Viv, kind of in the same way that you did your remedies. And I want to um, encourage you, Donna, but also everybody listening or watching. It's not that. What I just said is better than what Donna said. Anytime something's working, you go back to that. So next time, um, if you know there's an earache, go back to what worked before. It doesn't matter who said it. It doesn't matter if you made it up yourself. It doesn't matter where it came from. You, If it worked, you need to stick with it. So um, let's see what else I have about... I just want to give you some keynotes about the chamomilla earache. So if you choose chamomilla, you might choose it. You might give it first because it's great for um, um, for earaches, especially for ears that are bothered by flying in an airplane. So if you have a person, <clears throat> excuse me, a person in your family that has trouble flying in airplanes and they get ear symptoms, then give chamomilla. So chamomilla has severe pain in the ear. This is a big, big pain. Um, sharp pain in the ear, stabbing pains in the ear. The child, again, might be screaming, um, mad, biting. Um, the ear is sensitive to the touch. They might have a fever. <clears throat> They're hard to console. They're fussy, irritable, um, fractious, moody, hypersensitive to touch. One cheek might be red and the chamomilla earache. Uh, they want to be left alone. They're worse. This earache is worse from 9 p.m. to midnight and worse for wind. So they don't, they want to cover their ear. They don't want the wind to, to come in. Um, and so I have a quick, also a quick chamomilla story <clears throat> in my own family. My oldest son used to get ear aches all the time as a toddler, infant and toddler. And then we started using homeopathy. Um, but when he was about 12, he got a terrible earache. He hadn't had one in years and years, but he got this terrible earache. He was rolling around, screaming, crying. <clears throat> he was really mad, angry, irritable, and he, he was in so much pain. Um, so I gave him chamomilla, he went to sleep. When he woke up, all pain, one dose, all pain was gone, done. And I did chamomilla 200 that time. Um, everything was done. But remember, we had been using homeopathy at that point for years. So what I talked about just last night in my mentorship program, um, I have live calls with my mentorship groups. And what I talked about in there is that, that the longer you use homeopathy, the easier and faster it works. It works better and better. So if you're new to it and you're feeling like nothing works for me right now, um, hang in there. Keep going. So then the pulsatilla, I just want to differentiate. Do you have something, Donna? Oh, I was say? just going to say I found that to be true now over the past few years that okay. it and I'm like, is it just me or <laughs> is this seeming to work quicker? Am I getting a quicker Better. response yep. than when I used to? And, Very good. and that's why, you know, I used to be 
I used to be in the camp of hold out until you absolutely had to take something, but it was exactly. So I had exactly. to let go of that um, when, mm-hmm. when switching over to homeopathy. So I was good. just recently encouraging, I think also my mentorship program, but maybe, or maybe in a podcast or something, that same thing. So growing up in allopathy, we want to hold out until we absolutely have to have it. Don't do that in homeopathy. Start using the remedy right away. Yeah. Just do it. You're not going to, it's not the same. You're not going to hurt anything. Sorry, I'm watching my Rottweiler. She's out there sniffing around my chickens. I might have to run out there and grab her. She. Okay, she's coming back. Okay, good. Um, so, um, so the pulsatilla earache wants company again. That's this temperament. She wants to be consoled. She wants to sleep with you. She's weepy, needy. She's got those puppy dog eyes. Um, it just brings out the pity in the mother. She wants attention. She wants to be held. Um, she's holding, just actually holding and comforting her, you know, holding her helps her to literally physically feel better. Like I already said that she, this, um, this is worse around twilight. So, which is right after sunset and right before dark. And then the pulsatilla. So everything about pulsatilla is changeable. So any condition that you're dealing with with pulsatilla, it changes. That can be true with this pulsatilla earache. It might go from ear to ear. So it can kind of go back and forth or move from one to the other is the pulsatilla. So um, belladonna is also a huge one for earaches. So the belladonna earache has a sudden onset, high fever, that whole side of the face might be red, the side that the, that the ear hurts on. The ear canal is fire engine red and inflamed. This is often a right-sided earache, not always, but it can be. The pupils might be dilated, the face is flushed, they're hypersensitive, glassy eyes, and um, feels as if all the blood has rushed from from the body to the ear. Belladonna is a throbbing pain. No matter in the body where you're looking at, the throbbing pain screams belladonna. Um, Mercurius, Mercsol is interchangeable with Mercviv. So if you have a protocol or you have one, use whichever one you have. They are absolutely interchangeable. So Mercsol and Mercviv, um, have the chronic ear infections, especially due to intervention with antibiotics. So like my oldest son, if we were using homeopathy back then, he would have likely needed Mercurius to uproot his ear infections um, because he had he had chronic ear infections and he was constantly being treated with antibiotics. So um, Merck, the Mercurius, when I, I'm going to just say Mercurius from now on, it's, and it covers Mercsol and Mercviv. So Mercurius is number one for swimmer's ear. So if you've been in the water and you get an earache, look at Merck first, Mercurius. Mercurius has the yellow-green discharge, may have a yellow-green discharge, fever, chills, sweat, excess of saliva, boils in the ear, superation coming out, stinging and tearing pains, night sweats, goosebumps, no relief after sweating. You know how sometimes you can feel better after you sweat? This one, Mercurius doesn't. And Mercurius is number one for sore throat. So, Mm -hmm. um... 
Yeah, love Mercury's restore throat. Let's cover Hepper Sulf because that is also a big one. You can um, use Hepper Sulf when chamomilla doesn't work. You might think of Hepper Sulf next. So Hepper Sulf has the superations. Hepper Sulf um, is great if you've had a ruptured eardrum, uh, which is very, very painful. Um, the Hepper Sulf pain is worse than chamomilla. So this is very severe pain. This ear, um, the ear is more sensitive than chamomilla and, and irritable, more focused violence. So the hepersulf might be, you know, it's, it's, it is chamomilla on steroids is what you can think of. So this person won't let anybody come near them. You cannot look in that ear. They're not going to let you. Um, there may be scar tissue. Um, and, you know, if there had been a, uh, a ruptured eardrum, then scar tissue can cause a loss of hearing. And in that case, you can use a low potency of thiocinaminum. Um, and Hepersulf also, again, has hypersensitivity. I already said that. So those are the great, those are number one remedies for earaches, ear infections. And it sounds like you used chamomilla, pulsatilla, Hepersulf. Was there one more in there? Belladonna. Belladonna, yes. What a great combination. Mm -hmm. So you wrote that down, and if it ever happens again, you're going to use it again. And if your child has chronic ear infections, you're going to think of calcarb or silica and try that. And when I say um, try that, we're not trying that for a few weeks or a few months. Think of 6 to 12 months of use mm -hmm. so that you've, you've gone through the next season where they normally would get ear infections. You've gotten through it without an ear infection. Then you know you're done. You can stop it. Wonderful. What a great, I didn't even, um, I wasn't actually planning on going through ear infection remedies, but you know, while you were talking, I was like, perfect timing. This is where we need to do this. So I'm going to title this one, you know, something having to do with earaches and, um, just hope this blesses people. You know, we have, we have, um, podcasts on sore, sore throats and, and headaches and, um, coughs. So here's your earache one. I am so glad, Donna, that you could join me today and tell your story on how you did it, how you got support. Um, that support is so important again. So join me and Bree in a gateway class. Um, after gateway one and gateway two, I highly encourage you to do the mentorship program, which will just take you a little bit deeper into case taking and case management. And, um, I have other courses on my in my homeopathy school, and you can see the link. You can see my link tree to all my things that I have going on in the show notes. But also, I am working on a pregnancy, labor, and delivery class, so that'll be next when I find time to finish it. So wonderful. I'm so glad. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Donna, for being with us and sharing your story. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day.